Coming up on episode 80 of The Unscrewed Mind, we're talking about the most powerful manifestation technique that's out there, the law of assumption. And let's be honest, it's very simple, but how can something that's so simple be so hard to use? I break down four reasons why I think the law of assumption is so hard. We also talk about what I think is the greatest acronym I've ever put together, and I'm pretty sure it's original. Um, I put together an acronym on how to use the law of assumption, a very simple approach. And then we wrap up with um, a story about the greatest dodgeball game ever played at Eastwood Elementary School. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Again? We're doing that again? We can say anything you want. So today, today's today's topic, simple one, but oh so difficult to master. The law of assumption. You've already mastered it, though, at the same time. I mean, I need to know I mastered it. Mm. It is. You have. The most powerful manifestation technique there is. Honestly, but. I think it's the most misunderstood. So I want to talk about it and um, see if we can't figure it out together. And I think it's important to start off with what is the law of assumption? And it's, I'm going to give a really simple explanation for it, Rusty. And then if if you want to elaborate on it, go ahead. But this is, I've got it down to one sentence. Know that what you want is happening because it is. Is there any anything that you would add to that? I think that no is what you want is already here because it is. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, your feelings are dictating how you are on a daily basis, and there's constantly test of your faith, your feelings, things like that, constantly going on in your life. So something will come up that bothers you and you slip into a different feeling than you do otherwise or or, you know you're Mm -hmm. trying to get into a certain feeling but then you slip into like when your iphone for instance is supposed to be delivered on friday and it (laughs) seems like at first it seems like it could be a big issue and it could possibly make you change the way that you feel about that day. The next day could drone on for a week because you know, you're upset about a situation and you're letting a event that's happening in the 3d dictate how you feel. Yeah. When when instead, and I like that you said faith, because really what you need to do is just have faith that the iPhone is going to come. Right. That it's here already. And in fact, since you have an iPhone and it's the 13 Pro, yeah. it's really the same phone. Like they didn't make that many oh, changes yeah. to it. Yes. So, yeah, there's no there's no loss at all. But, you know, the thing is, is you think, oh, man, I've got to learn how to get into the feeling of something. That's what I for for two for t- over two years. I was like, I've got to get into the feeling of whatever this is, right? Mm -hmm, Like whatever mm -hmm. I'm trying to manifest. And 
it didn't, I, it was so, so much simpler than I was making it because it was being around the thing that you want, seeing the thing that you want, thinking about how you would feel, uh, you know, being inside of or driving or, you know, whatever it is, uh, whatever the situation, being at the location of that manifestation. It's just whatever that feeling would be. And a lot of people, like if you're looking for a new house, for instance, and you've got a goal that you're going to buy a $500,000 house or a $300,000 or a million dollar house, are you prior to buying that house, are you going to look at the million dollar houses? Are you comfortable going to look at the million dollar houses? Do you feel like that you're deserving of living in the million dollar house? That's the questions you need to be asking yourself. And that's how you need to be perceiving your feelings. Because if you feel like that there's no reason in the world why you're not living that already, then that's when you've got the feeling of it because it feels like it's already what you have. Mm -hmm. You're never wanting because it's always there. This brings me to my next point. If, if this is the most powerful manifestation technique there is, and it's as simple as feeling like you have something before you have it, you know, how, like, how could it be so simple? And here's why, um, here's like, what I want to do is start with where Neville starts with, because I listened to a Neville video this morning and he kind of lays out like three simple reasons why um, this is a simple technique and the most powerful technique there is. And the, the first one he starts with is that God created the universe and he created you in his, in his image. That's like, that's the basic premise. From there, all of us have God's creative power inside of us. And God put that power in you, in your imagination. And if you think about it, there is nothing that you use. There is nothing that makes your life easier. There is nothing that you don't dream of holding in your hand one day that didn't start in someone's imagination first. Mm-hmm. It is the, a truly powerful force. And yet, you know, we're told as kids to get your head out of the clouds, to focus on, um, you know, the real world not your imaginary world. And it's funny that in that imaginary world is where everything that's innovative and life-changing starts. And then the last piece is through faith, you bring your imagination to life. It's important for you to have faith in and believe in your imagination and where you're putting your energy because, you know, you're the only one that's going to believe that what you want is possible. And um, I think it's important to understand what faith is. And Neville gives a really good uh, definition of faith. He says, faith is loyalty to an unseen reality. And I just think that's um, that's a really powerful statement. So I'm curious, Rusty, what's something that you have absolute faith in? You know, you, the thing that I would say that I have faith in the most, and it's kind of sounds redundant, but the faith itself, because I used to 
just harp on outcomes of months, weeks, time periods, and think about the negative things that were surrounding it, right? So if it's an event that's coming up, maybe I don't want to see somebody, maybe I don't want to uh, do some, you know, task that's associated with it. Uh, like, let's say, let's say you're moving to a new house. How many people are excited about moving day or they're thinking, mm. you know, I hope my furniture's moved in correctly and things like that. So much work goes into moving. Right. In fact, anytime someone says, Hey, I'm moving, I'm like, Oh, have fun with that. Yeah. I'm idiot. Why state. would you wish that on yourself? I'm going to be out of the state at that time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just sold my truck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, just the the consistency of keeping the faith is what's the most important also. But I can just look at my life. I can look at other people's life and you hear the words that they're saying. So you know that the feeling that they're in, they don't even have you can tell. How many people out there that are listening know somebody that is in a certain feeling all the time? Like, you know, for a fact, they're going to call you up and complain about their week or they're going to call you up and tell you how bad something was. Uh, whatever experience that they have is just destroying their life. And it's the same thing week after week after week after week. Something bad has happened in their life. They're telling you about it. They enjoy telling you about it. They're getting the chemical response that's activated they're saying it they're perpetuating it and it's their life i mean you know what they you you could pretty much ask them most questions and you know what their answer is going to be just based on you know how they feel mm-hmm. so and it's like uh you know when you talk to people at work uh these you, you talk you get a sarcastic living the dream i'm sure you've heard that so oh, many times i love saying that and, and it's it's just really it's it's a habit that needs to be broke because you're not living your dream you're mocking it when you say that right yeah that's so true so it it just it cements these things your words have power your thoughts have power your faith is the most powerful and if you're in the final days or if you're in the final weeks of something that you're viewing as a negative event that's flowing into your life, then it has no possibility of being able to make a turn or make a change. You have an expectation of what it is and you're bringing it into existence through the law of assumption. So everybody always talks about what you're manifesting and with the law of assumption, well, look at what you are manifesting with the law of assumption. Mm-hmm. You know, not not so necessarily what you're gonna manifest, but look what you're already manifesting. And you know, your thoughts once you start monitoring, thinking about them, it tells you what's going on. It it explains your paradigm to you. It's it it tells you anything you want to know about you. And you know, law of assumption and Bob Proc- Bob Proctor's law of vibration are almost identical. Mm-hmm. Because you can't get from here to here, right? Unless you're on the correct vibration and the correct vibration is your assumptions. It's the same thing. Right. Right. You know, if you want to know where your mindset is, 
just ponder on your assumptions of what Monday is going to be like for you. Right. Because you already know what Monday is going to be like for you. That's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's where it all starts. I have some simple. Here's here's the thing. Like you read about it. If you go online and you look at law of assumption, everything you read about it, you're just like, yeah, that makes sense. It seems so easy, almost too easy to work. Um, so if, if it's something so simple, why is it so difficult, right? And so I, I have a couple reasons why I think the law of assumption is a difficult law to employ in your life. Here's the first one. The human experience is locked inside the five senses. And I think the law of assumption exists outside of those five senses because you have to you have to feel and you have to know that something's coming even though you can't put your hands on it, you can't taste it, you can't feel it, you can't touch it, etc. I think that runs a little contrary to the human experience and because of that um, it can be difficult for people to grasp. Second thing is, we allow what's possible to be shaped by others. Movies you watch, television shows, um, you know, anything that comes across your phone. You, you're living your life vicariously through other people's experiences, and you're not taking enough time to really pay attention to what's going on in your life. Um, I think our priorities are messed up. When you have free time during the day, how much of that time are you spending imagining what life would be like when your dreams come true or knowing that your dreams are coming true and getting lost in that feeling? I would say people don't spend enough time doing that at all. And then the last one, I don't think people have faith in anything, uh, much, much less themselves and without that faith, obviously, um, the law of assumption is going to be really difficult to use. So did any of that stuff resonate with you or am I way off base on any of that? No, I think that's they're all good. I, the first one, say the first one one more time. The human experience is locked inside five senses. Yeah. So think about this. This is like the easiest explanation for me to understand the law of assumption and how to get into a feeling of something. Imagine an event in the past that you didn't like, that you got in an argument with somebody and start thinking about it. And you will immediately have the exact same feelings, reactions, thoughts about that person instantaneously. It's second Mm -hmm. nature. It's easy. And it's something at the same time you shouldn't do, but I'm using it as an example because of how many people are used to that, you know, uh, the vast majority of, and, and you said you're living vicariously through someone else on a screen, but it's not just that it's you're upset about what that person is doing and what you're not doing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you do, and, and there's been times in the past for me that I wouldn't want to associate with somebody because they were what doing something that appeared to be something that I wanted to do, but they were doing it and I knew that I wouldn't do it. 
right? Okay. So they're they're like they're already doing they're doing something like it's something they're passionate about. Okay. I don't really want to do it, but I'm trying to pretend that I do want to do it to be upset that I'm not. Right? Do you get what I'm saying? It's no, like you a you've lost me twice. Okay. Give me an so example. Scratch that. Scratch that. So somebody <laughs> somebody owns a business. Okay. And they're let's pick anything. They're building houses. Right. Perfect. Perfect. You're sitting there. You see that they're making a lot of money building houses, right? I'm sure they are now. You have zero plans to want to build houses right now. True. Correct. Mm-hmm. But you're like, man, I wish I was making as much money as them and had the life that they have because they're doing that. Right. But right. you don't care about it. Mm-hmm. So, you don't want to be around this person because they're living the life that you think that you wish you were living or, or, you know, whatever it is, I'm just saying it could be any type of scenario. You think you're looking online and you're seeing those people and it's the same thing. You know, you may be pushing that uh, energy out or you may be just thinking, Oh man, you know, I wish I was them and you're not focused on yourself anymore. That's. that's Yeah. Yep. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Besides the first two times. <laughs> now it does. Maybe I'm just saying that. So we move on. Mm. You want to move on? Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So I, I think, um, I think it's important now to talk about how to actually use the law of assumption in your life. And I came up with an acronym. I'm, I may have, I liked, here's what I like to do. Okay. I like to read information. I like to talk to people. I like to receive what they're giving me. And then months later, you know, maybe years later, I like to put something down on paper and think that it's an original idea. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that this, (laughs) I'm pretty sure this acronym is an original idea, but I have, I'm not sure. I have no faith in the fact that I didn't read this somewhere. Do you have any examples of that? No, I'm so, just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> he, here is, here's my acronym, and I'm going to set it up. What's anything that's valuable in this world, you know, whether it's gold, diamonds, uh, various gems, oil, to find it, you have to dig for it. Same thing with the law of assumption. You got to dig. All right. Here's my acronym. I'm dig is the acronym. Dig is the acronym. Which is a commonly used acronym, just to be clear. I mean, probably. But go ahead. Go so, ahead. <laughs> step one. Step one. one. Decide. Ooh. You, you have to decide what it is you want. Okay. okay. We call it goals. We call it your future. Whatever it is, you got to decide and you got to know 100%. Okay. Second step yep. imagine. Imagine a scene that would imply the fulfillment of your dream. There's no okay. judgment on this. Live it, get lost in it, feel 
like it's already happened. And then the G and Dig give thanks. Gratitude. Right? But gratitude is overused. I thought it was original by saying no. give thanks. I don't want to add complexity to it. Maybe I did. Give Decide, thanks to the imagine gratitude sounds just perfect though, Matt. Come on. Give thanks to the person who gave you what you're assuming. Okay? You have to dig. Now, uh, I did this this morning in my meditation. I kind of imagined this scene after after writing this. And at the end of my manifestation or my meditation, when the music starts to die down and I know that like the tone's coming for when I'm supposed to open my eyes, I, I stuck my hand out like this and imagined someone putting what I want in my hand. And when the ding went off, I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm interested if, if this is going to work. But imagine if someone gave you something. I mean, the, the <laughs> nice thing to do is to say thank you. But now if you imagine that someone gave you everything you could possibly ever want, how crazy would that thank you be? That's yeah. the kind of energy. That's a, that's a really good point because literally that's where you're standing right now. Right. Absolutely. At all times. Absolutely. And, and then I listened to, um, I'll let you go here in a second. I listened to this thing this morning and she was like, uh, copy paste, copy paste your emotions from one scene to the next one. So yeah. if you have, if you've decided what you want, if you've imagined that scene of your wish fulfilled, take a moment to visit a past experience and get, get yourself worked up where you're in this feeling of this is what it feels like to win. Everyone has a, uh, a memory where they've won something. Get lost in that feeling of what it, of winning, of receiving an award, of coming in first, whatever it is. And then when you're inside that feeling, transfer it to the new scene, the new life, mm -hmm. what, what's coming. And um, I think, I don't know, that, that just made sense to me. Yeah, that's like uh, what I was saying, except the exact opposite, which was better to say it this way than the exact opposite of the <laughs> negative, you know, think right. of a negative event. Yeah. But, but you, I don't know, maybe my brain is just miswired still to think about how, well, it's just the people that I'm thinking of, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. bringing up negative events instead of positive events. And you, it's just such a, it's overwhelming, especially if you're trying to think about positive and then you're the person, other person is thinking about negative. They're talking negative. You're trying to talk positive and that can lead to vibrational mis mismatches, mm -hmm. which causes issues and you have to be willing to let go of whatever that is. If it's a relationship, you may need to let go of it. Yeah. And, Cut it and loose. that's, and it, and, it, and it may be let go for you in the most convenient way. If you'll allow it. Yeah. But 
you know, calling up people that you haven't talked to in 10 or 15 years and expecting to talk to that person as the new you and then be instantly accepting is going to be could happen, but is it easier for them to think that you may be the old person, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and, and, and when you're using the law of assumption, uh, everyone out there, I, I don't hear this enough. I don't read this enough, but assume the type of person or assume the, 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 what's the word, the characteristic assume that you have the characteristic of the person too, because you can assume more courage, more, uh, you know, more wisdom or, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you can do that just as you can, you know, everybody always talks about money or a house or a car, but you can actually change your personality type, your abilities, at, you know, your, um, you know, all everything. It's just not limited. That's the main thing. Yeah, true. You know, this morning I was I was thinking about times that I could use as my like vibration raiser that I could copy paste from one achievement to the other. And I thought about this um, this I don't I mean incidents not the right word, but this experience from when I was in third grade in elementary school. Yeah, and in my school. There was this one kid that was just more athletic than anyone else. And I'm I'm not a big person, but like in elementary school, I was tiny. I mean, when I graduated mm -hmm. college, I weighed 125 pounds. I'm not a big person. And this kid, Ben Larson, Ben, if you're listening, just the most athletic dude ever. And right. in uh, third grade gym class, we're playing dodgeball, okay? And it's one side of the class against the other. I'm on this team. Ben's on the other team. And it's not like we were split up for a competitive advantage, just how it happened. And it's one of those games where if you get tagged with the ball, you go on the outside and you're like, when the ball bounces to you, you get to throw it at the people in the middle and eventually everyone gets knocked out. And we get towards the end of the game and it's me on one side and it's Ben Larson on the other. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm juking and dodging and I'm catching balls and I'm throwing them as hard as I can at Ben. And he's like, in my mind, I don't remember if it was this action packed, but it's like a Jet Li movie at this point or Jackie Chan. Like he's flipping right. and like <laughs> matrixing and he's like dodging out of the way of all these balls. And like, I'm, I'm yeah. throwing them like at his feet, at his head, two balls at a time. And I just can't hit him. And eventually I get hit in the back with the ball and Bad I'm out. Doing. Ben wins. No, it's like someone else on the, on the team. Like they line up behind you at the outside. Oh, of the gym. I, thought, so you, I thought it was so only you, two of you. No, but so when you're knocked out anyway, when you're knocked out, That's you cheap. still get to okay. throw the ball. When we wrap up the story, I didn't win that game, but I remember walking off the court feeling like I was the baddest man on the planet. So I went toe to toe with Ben Larson. Now, isn't that weird? I really thought that you were going to win this because this story is horrible without the win. Just so no. you know. <laughs> no. All I'm saying is that when I think about it, yeah, it, it gave me the confidence to think, 
I belonged on the gym floor. And, you know, even though I didn't win, I could still apply that confidence to something else. So, you know what? Let's just change the story where you did win because you and I are the, I mean, the event only belongs or exists in your mind. So we might as well just say you won. What if I'm the reason Ben Larson had confidence to go on to do all the things that he wanted to do? What if, and I just don't know it, why you don't feel like you're winning sometimes is because of that situation. What if I feel like I don't have to win? (laughs) I just have to be involved. And it's all because of that one time against Ben Larson. I do have a story where I win. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. You don't even know how much you shaped my life. I've been second ever since, and I'm happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I could kill you sometimes. Well, I know. Don't. Oh, my gosh. That's the show. That's great. That was great. (laughs) And And I lost. Thank you, Ben. <laughs>